Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Presented by South Bend Orthopedics. Trusted in the community for over 75 years. Also brought to you by Coca-Cola, Bell Tire, Quality Dining, South Bend Airport, ABC 57, Great Clips, IBEW Local 153, and Coors. Chris Tyree back on the 25, punt is away, high, spiraling punt, backing up Tyree to his own 18, catches it, cuts back to the middle, drilled, breaks a tackle, gets out to the 20, still on his feet, 30, 35, middle of the field, he'll do it, running by himself, middle of the field, 20, 10, touchdown Notre Dame! There were a couple other plays like that during the day today that... uh easily could have been broken just kind of getting whoever had the ball you know pitches kind of got them right by the shoelaces on a couple of times so it uh, it could have been even more out of control quite honestly 58 to 7 the final from Notre Dame Stadium Notre Dame over Pitt this is the official Notre Dame football post game show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT um let's see another 5 yeah, five turnovers uh, forced uh, by the Irish defense. So that is ten in in their last two games. That's that's pretty impressive. That, that's really impressive. And it looks like the uh, the uh, the one-headed running back monster is back. He's got his mojo back. Audric Estime with another huge day today. Nineteen carries, hundred fourteen yards, three touchdowns on the day. Just. Pretty much everything that you could really hope for, uh, except, you know, kind of sort of the passing game, really. Um, it took a little bit for uh, for Sam Hartman to uh, to kind of get going today. Uh, he had two picks early, uh, still didn't throw a, a touchdown for the entire game. They pulled him in the uh, uh, at the beginning of the fourth quarter when things were kind of out of control. So, um, so yeah, Sam Hartman, no touchdowns, two interceptions, though, on the day. 18 for 25, 288 yards, though. So, I mean, if you, you know, just kind of put put your finger over the two interceptions, it looks like a, it looks like a good day. Looks like a good day. Uh, plenty more analysis to come. Reggie will join me here in a second. Also, uh, we'll break down. You know, we've got all the usual stuff. We've got the uh, the gates drive of the game. We've got the key bank key play of the game. Uh, Marcus Freeman's po- uh, post game press conference, which I'm sure is probably going to be, you know, a pretty good one. Uh, so, yeah, plenty more still to come as we uh, as we just kind of get things rolling here on the official Notre Dame football postgame show. More after this. Action from his six, fires over the middle, intercepted, picked off Xavier Watts, 30, 25, 20, near sideline to the 15, and out of bounds. Check his jersey, there must be a magnet, another one for Xavier Watts. Another Xavier Watts is having a uh, a stretch, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> He's on a bit of a roll. Man, four interceptions in his last two day in his last two games, anyway. And a fumble recovery. And a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Yeah. That uh, he also 
No, that was Mickey with the with the pick six. Six six. Uh, but uh, but yeah, another two. Yeah, defense is, is on one right now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is. I mean, if this is the defense we're going to have going forward, okay, we we we're looking pretty good. <laughs> okay, I'm fine with that. I'm I fine. can work with this. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mentioned in the opener, you know, 23 points off of turnovers today by the, yeah. you know, I mean, jeez. <laughs> Uh, he's Reggie Brooks. I'm Jimmy Rosario. It's the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Uh, so, yeah, Xavier Watts uh, and the rest of the de- – that interception by Christian Gray, by the way. Wow. That was pretty. Yeah. That was pretty. Um, These, I mean, and again, our, our best DBs were the corners. Yeah. Morrison was out for, <laughs> yeah. for today. That was a uh, that was a game-time decision. He was out with a quad strain today. And uh, guy stepped up. Yeah, they they sure did. Uh, it was it was almost like he wasn't. Well, well you, it, you, it was you, almost kind of like he was there, but he wasn't. Yeah, it's, but you can see the the from a unit standpoint, that secondary is looking awfully well mm-hmm. and playing at a high level. And I will say, saw much better tackling this game. Yes, yes, much better tackling this game. Yeah, you know. Uh, don't let you know. You don't basically allow like a garbage time touchdown without some uh, some pretty good tackling, and and it yeah. was on it today. So, yeah. uh, and I, I noticed a big smile on your face. Audrey Kestman had a big day today too, and I was a little concerned after the first quarter. I mean, first half. Yeah, because you know it was a little bit here and there. And I'm thinking. Let the, let the big guy eat. Just let let, let, let him feed, go. Feed the feed big the beast. man. Feed the beast. Feed the beast. And it's like I may, maybe you know from from my lips to God's ears to OC's uh, ears. <laughs> let's let's do this. And and I mean, but I think when he's running downhill, because he he runs in a way that helps the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's he's aggressive. He pounds the ball. And again, if you don't want. As a lineman, you don't want somebody that big running on your back. Mm-mm. So you're gonna move. Yeah, there, there, there were business decisions being made today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and again, we because again, we first first half a little shaky offensively, having yeah. some, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, Hartman, Hartman, again, Hartman's start was a, I was like, little, ooh, ooh. Yeah. and again, I'm not a superstitious person, mm-hmm. but Sam was when, when did he cut the beard? Uh, he did that, uh, I believe, earlier this week, and I was kind of wondering: Is this, you know, Samson and Delilah? Yeah, going like, on? what's going like, on uh, here? Uh, but, but you know, but it, with the defense playing this way, I mean, we got a. This is the last, We're in the last stretch mm-hmm. of the season. Um, you know, there's some some teams that we need to help us, but there's still an outside chance. You know, with the way that they're playing now, yeah, they can. Squeeze into that one of those New Year Six games. Oh, which I think would be. I, I, I think so. Yeah. I, you know, ideal because again, I then you know I don't think anybody's ready for Georgia to be honest. No, <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's a whole different. That, yeah. That's like that's like we're looking at an NFL team, quite honestly. But it's great seeing how the, the parody in, in college football. Yeah, and again, I have to say I just love it. Seems like USC is just falling off a cliff. Yeah, that was quite a domino effect that Notre Dame yeah. started, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just been man, all down. Uh, it's been all downhill for those Trojans. Man, that's such a shame. Oh, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it though? I can I can see the tear in your eye. You know, oh. it's, 
You might want to wipe that away, I, I, Rich. My heart is hurt. Man. My heart is hurt for those Trojans. <laughs> Getting beat by Cal today. Yeah. Ugh. And then, uh, you know, it's... We got more scores. They're, they're, yeah, you know, it was, I mean, it's, it was some very interesting. Yeah, if you haven't seen any of the scores yet today, um, yeah, it's looking pretty all right yeah. as far as the rest of the rest of the uh, season goes. Um, yeah, they they play like they did today. Yeah, they they a New Year's Six ball I think is in the bag. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's we we have a chance, and you know, be honest with you again, you know, I would love to see them in one of the New Year's Six games, but more importantly. To win that game because mm-hmm. it's yeah it's been what since it's been a while ninety four yeah since they won like a you know New Year's one of the big ones. yeah yeah so I I think that would really do a lot from a confidence standpoint and for for this team and and also for the co- coaching staff oh yeah absolutely so absolutely. I, I would love to see that come to fruition so we shall see yeah just uh, you know keep knocking one you know. One more just thing yeah. off your back yeah. and just, you know, just going to town. You know, and I'm and all for it. And special teams. Special wow. teams coming up today. Yeah. Again. I mean, I, mean, I feel it, it would love to see us find more ways to get Chris Tyree the ball in space because mm-hmm. he's such a dynamic player yeah. from an offensive standpoint. He's so screens. Fast. Yeah. And, you know, those the bubble screens, quick, quick option routes. I think they were trying to. I, I think I think they were trying to get him, you know, some more passes, but <laughs> two of them got picked off. Yeah, um, it know. did. It was not did not start off where I was. No. Did, and then they showed a stat of mm-hmm. Hartman versus Wake Forest, and I mean not Wake Forest, but Hartman versus um, Pitt, Pitt with Wake Forest in Louisville. Okay, and oh, you man. know these these starts and it's like it, it. He hasn't done well against those two teams in the ACC in particular. Wow. So it was. Yeah, I, did, I didn't see that graphic. I can I can already imagine in my head. It didn't look good. No, yeah. no. And it was like whoa. And then with us, st- with him starting zero and two in terms of touchdowns versus yeah, you know interceptions, and I was like, oh, not again. Yeah. But you know they righted the ship, and again, you have to play complimentary football. You saw that with the defense coming back out, and dang, they're pitching a shutout. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Was... It was great to see the, the 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 backups get in there and get meaningful minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve Angeli uh, started the fourth quarter. Uh, he went six of seven, ninety-two yards. A nice looking touchdown pass. Too. Yes, yeah, real nice. He 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 looked he looked good. Yeah, that, that was that was like a guy who wants to be a starter next year. You know, if I may say. <laughs> so well, <laughs> there will be an opportunity. There's going to be plenty. Yep. Uh, yeah, plenty more still to come. Uh, we'll start breaking down the offense, I guess, uh, coming up. Uh, we've got uh, Marcus Freeman's press conference coming up here uh, in a couple of segments, I believe. So uh, we'll we'll get to that uh, as soon as we get it. Fifty-eight to seven, Notre Dame over Pittsburgh here at Notre Dame Stadium. It it, it was it was quite a quite a thing to to witness. This is the official Notre Dame football post game show. <laughs> We're teaming up with Centier Bank for the field uh, the field goal for the community. For every field goal made in a Notre Dame game, $10 will go to Centier Bank's charity, that being the Boys and Girls Club of St. Joseph County. Notre Dame made one field goal today. Good job, Spencer Schrader. 
all for charity. So that's a uh, that's another ten bucks in the in the. Uh, in I'm the still pot. voting for the extra point too. I'm still I'm still I'm still on that campaign. <laughs> We've. We've attached a couple of other things to it too. Yeah, <laughs> so just just throwing it out there. Yeah, I mean that probably would have been a good way to go. Anyway, um, that's the uh, that's the field goal for the community uh, from our friends over at uh, at Centier Bank. Centier Bank, discover a better way to save with Centier Bank. All right. So offensively, um, we've touched on this already. A little bit of a uh, a little Mixed bit back. You know, a, a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, not a great start. Not a, not great, a great start. start. Not a great start. That's but, probably the cleanest way that we can put that. And again, I think that's, <laughs> you know, some sometimes a team will have a quarterback's number can kind of be in yeah. someone's head. Sure. And, you know, you talk about some of the, you know, stats Sam had versus Pitt, Louisville. Not great. Mm-hmm. But, again – Place to be able to play complimentary football where your defense is really hot right now, and they can pick up and kind of, you know, boost a, a prop up the offense until they can get going, and you know, eventually they found a, you know, someone to kind of lean on. That number seven, and yep. it yep. it paid off. So it's just I just love watching that kid run downhill. Yeah, okay. it, it is a beautiful thing. I mean. You you just kind of you know once once he got uh, once he got past everybody you know that the uh, the front seven on uh, on that first touchdown the, the fifteen yarder it was like there he is yeah <laughs> there he is and it's like just feed the beast yeah. that's there's the guy we've been missing for yeah. a little bit there and you know you know, but Sam they said still eighteen or twenty five two hundred eighty yeah. yards yeah you put your finger over those two interceptions yeah. on the stat sheet and it's like oh, that's not a bad day yeah. and again like I said you know. Pitt guys have you know they always play a physical brand of football. Yeah, but to see guys step up and rise to the challenge, in in particular defense, and I I mean this defense is looking really really good right now. Yeah, it. This and, is probably the best defensive stretch that I've seen. Yeah, it's because I'm watching some of the stunts, and one of the things I love about JD Bertrand is his ability on the blitz. He times it up great. He knows how to, like I said, come tight, tight off of those those uh, te stunts and and, and different uh, little stunts they have, and he he finds a way to get the quarterback. And then you know the defensive line really stepped up again. Howard Cross, that kid's playing some some really good football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of tackles today for Howard Cross. A lot uh, of hurried several pressures. Yeah, several, several pressures. pressures. Uh, JD Bertrand with uh, with five tackles. He and Thomas Harper both had five tackles to uh, to lead the team. So uh, and and JD was everywhere and, like a madman as always. So. And just looking through stats, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve guys with receptions. Yeah, twelve receivers. You know, twelve different guys that are getting 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 in the game, and then you got we're able to get some of the younger guys in there, but. Good, good distribution of the of the football, good balance, and you know they played with very they're very efficient. You know, throwing the ball, running the ball. Again, just got to be mindful of the turnovers, but no fumbles. And the defense again playing complimentary football. Yeah. They were turning the teams over and putting the offense in great great position 
to to make plays. Yeah, I mean, and and it's just such a huge energy boost too. Yeah, like I remember when the, uh, Louisville was was kind of complaining about the the energy level. Yeah, these last two games, you yeah. can see guys were engaged. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see a, a much better vibe coming from the team of hey, we're here to play. Yeah, you know, it, it, I mean, you look at I mean. Be honest with you. When I saw the 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 the, the um the line on the game was mm-hmm. twenty points, I was like, well, you know, Louisville beat us pretty pretty handily. Yeah, and and, and then Pitt, Pitt beat them, beat them the, yeah, the next the week. following week. And I'm thinking, wow, twenty points. That's isn't that a little? That's a lot. Seems a little generous. Yeah. Wow, was was I wrong? Man, I guess yeah. I was. Yeah. The uh, the total I think was what forty five. Yeah, yeah, that got uh, kind of blown out of the water too. <laughs> I mean, and it just get, but that defense, I yeah. can, and again, I know we're breaking down the offense. Um, I mean, it, how can you not go to the defense? So, I mean, that's yeah. that's how good they've been. I mean, these last two games. I mean, yeah. the one. I mean the the, the way that Xavier the offense, watched, yeah. I'm like, dang, is this a did, did he did someone do something? What, I mean, what, he doesn't even seem like the same kid. It, it almost seems. It almost seems like somebody has played like some sort of mind trick on the quarterbacks because he's had a couple of a couple of those interceptions. He's just playing center field. Yeah, he's just playing catch and center field. He's he's Johnny on the spot. Yeah, and and again, they're just like you know he they I, he did used to play receiver, so maybe they since hey he had the receiver vibe, so they just mm-hmm. wanted to get the ball to him. I don't know, but I mean a couple of them is like that he's in a different color jersey. You, Probably shouldn't throw it to him. <laughs> he's he's doing really well right now. Yeah. Might yeah. want to avoid he's, that area. He's catching those balls. Yeah, he's yeah. not missing them. Yeah, I mean just just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean you know they uh, uh, Valer right? That's how they say the quarterback's name at Pitt. I'm gonna let you go with that. Okay, it, it, it's it's something very French. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Fourteen of twenty nine for 127 yards, four, four interceptions though. Yeah, I mean and and and. A couple of them were bad. Again, yeah. you get those tip balls, and that was another thing. Just watching guys were getting hands on the ball, tips, and again playing with ag- aggressiveness, playing with you know a lot of con- this defense is playing with a lot of confidence right now. A lot of confidence, getting their hands on balls. You know, getting after the passer. You know, just the, the energy is there, the confidence in there is there, and you just gotta love how they're playing. And again, just so many guys around the football, and that's what I've been looking to see again. More of the gang tackling, mm-hmm. rallying to the ball, and that energy saying, "Hey, we're here." And I was a lot of those out patterns. Yeah, they were swarmed, and yeah. and a couple of them again. The, um, I think it was oh gosh, number seven, uh, Mickey. Mickey. He he missed a pick. Yeah, he did. But he was right there. I mean, I don't know how that ball got through there, but again, just the fact that he was right there. Yeah. To he was in a position to make a play. Mm-hmm. Again, these guys are where they're supposed to be, and then the, you know the tip tip balls, getting after it, you know, and then blocking for the teammates. Yeah. I don't. I. So are you, are you not supposed to hit the the the. Uh, the penalty against JD, yeah, that he, was kind of junk. Yeah. He, it, it's not like he just blasted him; he just right. kind of right. ran into him. He didn't like drop his head or drop his shoulder. He just 
you know, got in his way and, and yeah. knocked him down. Yeah. yeah it's like, if so, I mean, this is football, right? Yeah, it's the last time there's, I checked. There's yeah. hitting. Last I checked. Okay, I don't know. I, 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 again, I go I'm back. all shoulders here. Yeah, I, I go back to last week, Utah versus USC and, mm-hmm. and the 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 – the targeting penalty on the, yeah. the number ninety for you, and I'm not a USC fan in any capacity, but he just he was face mask to face yeah. mask. He's he's trying to make a play, and it's like, so how are you supposed to tackle this? Yeah, it's not like he didn't lower his head. So I'm like, again, I understand you know defenseless players, but last time I checked, you're supposed to keep your head on the swivel. Yeah, you're supposed to be aware of your surroundings as a player, and you know if you if you get tagged nine times a ten, you should have saw it coming, or you should have been aware of it and prepared for it. So I'm I'm just it just irks me that you know these calls are being made, and they're and they're just so there's no you know definitive rhyme or reason. It's just kind of like to the discretion of the, of the referee. Yeah. That is that is one thing I have noticed about, and and this goes for the pros too. The officiating has been consistently awful. What and the thing about is it awful? Or is it that's what they're being told? You know, yeah. to call these things yeah. to emphasize certain aspects of the game more so than others. And you know, because again, you, when you're, it's a physical game. It it you're gonna there's going to be collisions. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. I'm all for player safety. You have to have your wits about you when you're out on the field. You can't just just kind of just meander through like yeah. nothing's you gotta be prepared and have your your body hardened to be be prepared to re- receive a blow to give a blow and and you know and maintain your your footing maintain your balance stay up compete but it's just like you know awareness mm-hmm. awareness of your surroundings. And I will leave the officials alone after that little last point because this was this was I mean I gotta admit I was shocked by how dominant we we were this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know even with the the, the mistakes the, the 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 interceptions the turnovers this was a extremely dominant performance even more so from when we played USC last week or a couple weeks ago. A couple yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Man, this was this was a, a again. You had all facets of the games going. Yeah. You, all, you know, outside of a couple of hits there, you know, crossing routes. And again, I have to admit that first interception. I feel Rico needs to fight, be a little more aggressive, yeah. and fight for the ball. You know, fights for your quarterback. Yeah, that's fair. You know, it's not. You know, again, you know, Sam has to get the ball and put it in the right place. But you have to fight for your quarterback and yeah. attack the ball. And that's yeah. one of the things that he's going to develop as he matures and develops into a receiver because he's a dynamic player. Yeah. But yeah, when, you have to be a open, lot more yeah. aggressive. Yeah. So, And hopefully he'll learn that. We'll talk about the defense some more coming oh, up. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of conversations we, about we defense. Could, we could go on for be a lot of conversations tonight. Yes. Uh, Marcus Freeman's press conference coming up. Uh, hopefully, we'll get a uh, an update on Mitchell Evans's injury too. That was yes, I, that when, was not he, good to see. Yeah, when he when he I, when he hit hit his knee, I'm like, dang. Mm, yeah, I I I when I saw it as soon as it happened, and, and yeah. it, 
Yeah, you know, hope, hopefully it's not as bad. Yeah, hopefully it's just kind of like a we, stinger. Yeah, we you know. need – he is definitely yeah. a, a, a valuable part of this offense. And you could see he was starting to kind of find his groove too. And, you know, he was got that safety valve for Sam. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, that's all still to come uh, here on the official Notre Dame football post-game show. Back with more after this. The official Notre Dame football post-game show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Uh, Marcus Freeman, I believe, just uh, just wrapped up his press conference. We've got that ready to go uh, right now. So let's hear it. Um, man, I was really pleased... Uh with the way our, our guys responded in the second half, we, we challenged them. I mean, we were up 17 nothing um, going into halftime, and I didn't feel like we performed, um, yeah, offensively to the standard we wanted, but as a team, right? This is a team game. And so I kind of challenged every person at locker room that we better come out with a sense of urgency and a fire to perform the way we should. And I was pleased with the way our entire team came out the second half and really, um, you know, finished drives offensively, defensively, even special teams uh, really did a great job of competing. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's tough. What you learn in, in, in this game before, that team beat Louisville, a team we lost to. So it's hard to win. So you have to enjoy these hard-fought victories, man, no matter what the score is. Um, enjoy it for a day or so, and then we got to obviously get back to work and, and get ready for this next opponent. So uh, with that, I'll open up for questions. We'll start down in front on your right with John Bryce. Marcus, without sort of oversimplifying it, just how much did you guys need a game like this where, where Steve basically gets the whole fourth quarter? You have 12 guys catch a pass, five different guys get positive touches. Yeah, we. this is what you want, right? You want a, a dominant performance um, that, that our team really displayed, I think. Uh, you know, but I think more than anything, we needed the – Defensively, we've been playing well, obviously, the past few games, and they're continuing to play well and, um, you know, almost finished the game with a shutout. It's great to get those takeaways. Offensively, I think more than anything, we needed this. We needed um, the confidence. And we were doing a good job in the first half of driving the ball down the field, but we just weren't finishing. The first pick on Sam to throw to Rico, the next pick is tipped. Um, then there's a turnover on downs. And, and you know, I, I – you know, should we have punished? Should we have went for it? I, I communicated pretty early. Hey, let's go for it um, on fourth down, and we didn't finish it. And so, just we needed the, that finish um, the second half and, and really establish some drives and put the ball in the end zone. That was big for our offense and our program. And you've talked about it before, and obviously played the game at a very high level. But for Chris Tyree, a guy who spent his whole career kind of just getting the ball handed to him, the the development that he's had as a wide receiver. What have you seen that, that's gone through that all the way and how he's continued to embrace that path? Just work, man. Hard work is rewarded. And you don't know when that reward is going to come. And that's what I love uh, when you see a young man like Chris Tyree that works tirelessly. And, you know, everybody, myself included, was challenging him after he dropped the ball versus Louisville. And what does he do? He continues to work, continues to work. And then the last two weeks, he's had opportunities to make big plays on the field, and he does it. And so, um, that's what I love about that kid, man, is he's unselfish and he works tirelessly at his craft and the rewards are, are seen on Saturdays. Third row, far left, Pete Byrne. Marcus, you've talked a lot about trying to get your team to play to its potential this year. Last two games, how close are you to that, specifically defensively? Yeah, we're, we're getting really close, you know, and, and the hard part about it is, is are you ever going to be perfect? No, but that's what we're chasing. 
we're chasing perfection and, and it's a bunch of coaches and players that aren't satisfied that that constantly are striving to improve like that's the sprint that's you know the sense of urgency we have to improve it's not to just win it's not to you know all of a sudden get this outcome it's really to improve and uh we're getting closer and closer every week to reaching that full potential when you think about momentum swings and, and and how the game ebbs and flows when you can put the ball in the end zone either on defense or on special teams let alone both you know what does that do for your chances it's huge it's huge to be able to score 10 points um in the first half on offense and defense and then do some things i mean i'm sorry on special teams and defense and then do some some really special things some things in the second half with the the punt muff punt that we were able to get uh, score a touchdown on those things are huge um, in terms of momentum, in terms of winning a football game. You know, if you score three touchdowns on non-offensive plays, it is a pretty, I'm sure the stats would say it's probably close to 100%, 99% that you're going to win that game. And uh, that was huge for our team to do today. Front row on your right, Pete Sampson. Mark, I'm sure you would love to play every game at home, but after the last two weeks, um, especially like unpacking Louisville, are you eager to sort of take the team on the road again to like test it in a different way than it has been the last couple of games? Yeah, more than anything, it's it's yes to go on the road, um, you know, but to to face a, 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 another challenging opponent like that's that's why you love this game is because it. it Yes, is it going on the road? That that's a part of competition, but you get twelve of these guaranteed. Next week is number ten, right? Ten of twelve, and I know we're going to have thirteen with with a bowl game this year. But if if you're not a fierce competitor, that doesn't excite you, man. This isn't going to be the right sport for you. So we are excited to get another opportunity to play this game versus a really good opponent, um, and it's on the road in a hostile environment. Our guys will be ready to roll. You mentioned sort of the offense in the first half. I, I guess just sort of in totality today, after a week off, um, some soul searching there for for Jared. Like, what what did you like about today that made you feel like maybe it's getting back into gear? Yeah, I, I, I didn't look at the stats, but you know the biggest thing. So five hundred thirty-five yards on offense, but but the ability. What I remember is those shots. We were, we said we want to throw some balls down the field and make plays, and um, we saw that and. One of the first ones was picked off. And I remember telling Coach Parker and telling the offense, no matter what the result is on the last play, we're going to continue to be aggressive and take shots down the field. And, and that's what I loved um, to see out there. They continued to be aggressive, and they started making those plays down the field. Front row on your left, Jack Sobel. Marcus, uh, when did Benjamin Morrison injure his quad? How close were you to playing today? And did Cam Hart suffer an injury during the game? Yeah, uh, Ben strained his quad during the week. Um, he was getting closer and closer to playing, and we were going to try to warm him up and see if he can go, and he just wasn't, you know, in a position to go. Um, but we didn't know until, really, we had to test him out in warm-ups. Um, but it was early in the week. And then Cam, yeah, he I, can't, I don't know if it was a shoulder or arm, but, um, you know, he came out at some point during the game too. And then, uh, obviously, the interceptions and the Pitts passing numbers kind of speak for themselves, but how did you feel like uh, Jaden and, and Christian played in their place? Oh, they did a great job. It was one of the... The first things we did was give those two credit for stepping up um, in big roles. I mean, they were challenged, too. And neither of them knew they were going to start or play. I mean, they probably thought they were going to play, but in the role they played previously. For those guys to find out in warm-ups, hey, you're starting, Jaden Mickey. And then at some point, Christian Gray, you're, you're going in there with Jaden Mickey. Um, it's a credit to those guys of being ready and also to Coach Mickens for having those guys ready. Front row, far right, Eric Hansen. 
Hey, Coach, I, I would think some of what's happened with Xavier is the result of your pressure up front, but what do you see in him that he's doing that he's ascending his game? You know, the biggest thing is, is the ability to make the play when you're in position. Right? You see a lot of guys on our team and other teams that are in position to make a play, but they don't make the play. Xavier's, one, you have to be in position to make the play, but two, got to make the play, and that's what he's doing. But as you said, it's a result of a lot of different things, right? The pressure our guys are getting up front, the different looks Coach Golden is doing defensively to try to confuse the offense. I think that's a, an outcome of a lot of different things. But, but again, you have to make the play when you're in this position, and he's done that. And then, I don't know, I didn't see Evan sneak back in what's – What's his status? Uh, I don't know exactly what it is yet. You know, he was limping off the field. I don't know if it was an ankle or a knee or a leg. I don't know. I'll get with Rob Hunt here um, after this and, and see the extent of that. Second row on your left, Tyler James. Marcus, the special teams has really stepped up in the second half of the season and made some plays. Why do you feel like those units are clicking in the second half of the season? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the sense of ownership. Um, when you, I love going into those kickoff and kickoff return huddles because you can feel it from the players. The, the win the interval, let's go, let's do our job. Don't let this guy make the play. And and when our players start to own, it's not just another play, right? Oh man, it's just we got to do kickoff return or kickoff. Like there's a there's an excitement and ownership of it, and and that's a credit to Coach Biaggi that that he's getting the buy-in um, that he's wanted right from the minute he's gotten here. And so I love what the special teams unit um, is doing. And again, my mind goes to the one kick out of bounds that we can't have, but. Um, I'm really pleased. There was some good returns. Faison had a good punt return. Tyree had a touchdown. They muffed the punt for a touchdown. Um, Jadarian Price had another great return out to the 30, plus 35. Like Those things are crucial for our team to have success. And I know it ends up being meaningless in a blowout, but I'm curious what the thought process was before half, letting the clock run down before the third down play, and then um, you guys were out of time, when you, time by the time you got off. Yeah, we down. wanted to say, okay, hey, we're going to get this thing to third down. Um, and we're going to obviously throw the ball. We don't want to give them any time, right? So what we try to do is make sure there was as, as little amount of time on the clock for that third. I knew I wasn't going to go for it on fourth, right? I wanted to take points going into the half. And so if we didn't get on third down, I knew I was going to kick it. So leave as a little time as you can on the clock. Third row on your right, Tim O'Malley. Coach, 11 catches for over 220 yards just for the wide receivers. I know Thomas and Greathouse coming back helps that group, but it was the other guys mostly producing today. What did you see from having all those players thrust into the fire, having to play for Greathouse and Thomas that they've evolved to this point? Yeah. Um, again, it's a, there's a lot of people to give credit to, right? You start with Coach Stuckey and, and the job he's done with that room, but when you get an opportunity to make a play and then you go do it, like that's – what to me that is a reflection of you get a lot of guys that get an opportunity to make a play and they go and they make a play and that's the competitive spirit we talk about right and you're going to compete as hard as you can in practice but at the end of the day when it matters the most in the game you make the play and, and I remember Tobias had a huge play today it's good to see Tobias um, really get it going today and, and some of those other guys but again it's a reflection of coaching but also a reflection of being able to make the play when your number's called. Second row on your left, uh, Mike Bernardino. Hey, Mark. Uh, no penalties in the fourth quarter, but I, the 75-yard mark, you guys got to that by midway through the third. Maybe the uh, the concern or frustration or, or some of those, how do you uh, process that, the, uh, the continued penalty uh, issue? Very, I don't like any penalties. So, you know, we got to see why those penalties occurred. Um, 
again, are they aggressive penalties or undisciplined penalties? And so, again, we're chasing perfection. So when you chase perfection, a penalty is not perfect. So we got to get it corrected, and you know, that's all I can say about it. <laughs> and in Jaden Mickey's uh, year in general, how has he handled it? And in his day, the microcosm, he, he could have been beaten over the top, but he comes back later on and makes a, an all-time play for his memory bank. He's a great example of one play, one lane. So if you look at the first, what game is this, nine? You look at the first eight games, he didn't know how much he's going to play, right? He's rotating in there. Take advantage of that play. Today he's in a starting role. Take advantage of those opportunities, which he did. And so uh, I'm really pleased with how he performed, how he practices, how he, how unselfish he is. Um, I love Jaden Mickey, man. He's a great player, and he's doing great things for us. Thank you, Coach. And that is Marcus Freeman's post-game press conference here on the official Notre Dame football post-game show. A couple of things definitely uh, made our ears go, uh, you know, definitely perk up there. So uh, we'll give our thoughts coming up on that. We've also got the uh, the Gates drive of the game coming up here uh, shortly. We've also got the key bank key play of the game and uh, the opponent's scoreboard. All still to come here on the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sports Radio 960 WSBT and Sunny 101.5. This is the drive of the game, brought to you by Gate Chevy World in Mishawaka. First and 10, they fake the toss sweep to Price, rolling out to his right as Hartman, throwing back over the middle, wide open floors, 35-40, near sideline, 50, cuts it back, 45 of Pitt, has a chance, 30, cuts it back to the middle, and down at the 20-yard line. Now they're first down and 10 on the right hash on the pit 20-yard line. Estimate just to the left of Hartman. He takes the ball up the middle across the 20, 15. Hit hard, but keeps his feet and goes just inside the 10-yard line. Two backs in the backfield with Hartman. Cutting out to the right is Jajarian Price. Inside the 5, into the end zone. Excellent run, breaking tackles. And between the hashes goes across the stripe. 10-yard touchdown run for Jadarian Price. 11.07 left in the third quarter. Notre Dame's lead to Pittsburgh is now 23 to nothing. That's the Gate Chevy World drive of the game brought to you by Gate Chevy World in Mishawaka. Two locations, twice as many Chevrolets, one great name, Gates. Uh, the uh, couple of things that we made that uh, we just kind of looked at and went, huh? In the, uh, in the press conference that uh, we just heard from Marcus Freeman. Uh, first of all, Jaden Mickey just finding out right before the game uh, that that he's starting in place of uh, Benjamin Morrison, who's out with a with a quad injury, and uh, quite the response from the young man. Uh, nice interception return for a touchdown. Uh, you know, just a small thing like that. Also, a pass breakup, a couple of tackles too. So, uh, you know, that that whole stepping up mentality. He, next man in. He yeah. definitely stepped up and and got after it. And again, again, when you develop confidence, when you see other players on the defense showing up, it, it, it boosts your confidence. To, hey, I can make plays because earlier, I mean, earlier in the game, he had an opportunity for what would have been a pick six had he got it. Yeah. And so you remember that. And he to jump that ball, not get it that time, but come back, undercut it, get the pick, take it, take it in for six. The kid was playing with a lot of confidence mm-hmm. and, you know, he understood again what his responsibility was, and that goes back to you know when you work out and practice, you know what's going on, you have that confidence and understanding what your role is. And but you know he knew going in, hey, you know you have to be ready. 
Right. You never know when your number's called. And, you know, Jaden was right there, and he did what he needed to do and made plays. But, again, it, it comes from understanding when you have a, a real understanding of what, what your responsibility is, the coverage, the defensive call, and you believe in it, it makes it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. because you play with a lot more you play a lot faster, you play a lot more assured of where you are. You know, hey, I'm supposed to be here. If I see the receiver, you know, take if he stems here, boom, I'm I'm here. And you know, on that pick, he had a, he said, I knew I had a safety over the top. I can be a little more aggressive underneath to make plays. And boom, there it was. The opportunity presented itself. A second time, this time he he made it count. And he it accounted for six. That was one of the uh, four interceptions that the defense caused today. To uh, sixteen of thirty-two passing for pit passing uh, between both quarterbacks. Uh, Two hundred two yards, one touchdown, garbage time, uh, and then those four interceptions. So I mean, again, just on it. Um, our ears also perked up on that. Uh, you know that, 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 that play right before halftime. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a fan of that because again, again, I'm not the coach, so it's not my call. But sure. you have an opportunity to go in and put punch it in. Again, you do it, yeah. especially going in. And I understand that, you know that you want to make sure you have you know, get points on the board. But you got he you talked about it. he they talked about being aggressive. Yeah, you got a couple of shots. Yeah, so and you know and that was one thing he talked about being aggressive. Yeah. You got to be aggressive and take shots down the field. Well, when you're in the red zone, you got to capitalize on op- those opportunities and and work to get that ball in the end zone as opposed to, you know, the, the safe route of yeah. kicking a field goal. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, yeah, I just that's, my, I, that's a tough one to, to, yeah, to it, process. It, when it, you're it really thinking, is. Come it, on. Yeah, I, I. Just the fact, you know, as I'm as I'm sitting there watching, uh, you know, the clock run down, and I'm just like. They really could have cut. At least, I mean, at the very least, one more play. At the very least, yeah, take the shot. Yeah, at at the rate that they were playing, uh, just you know, offensively, you know, they kind of, you know, Sam had kind of woken up and you know was looking like Sam again. Uh, Yeah, it it just looked. If if you're gonna have confidence in your team, yeah, you know. You you made some some aggressive calls and going on yeah, going right. for it on fourth down before. Right. <laughs> That's one of those is like don't. But again, you know, and this is where you know he has to be mindful of. Mm-hmm. Don't allow pre um, previous you know decisions yeah. that didn't work keep you from maintaining that aggression that you had. That's a part of who you are as a coach. Stick with it. Yeah. Don't don't second guess yourself. Because of something that happened before, don't get conservative now. Yeah. Keep keep attacking. Be be aggressive. Because again, the team is a reflection of the head coach. Yeah. And if the head coach is, is is has a confidence about what we're doing as a team, the game plan. Yeah. The players will be confident in it as well. Yeah. There was uh there was another chance to go for it on a on a fourth down too with I think three or four minutes left in the first half. And uh, yeah, it was right around the where it was right around where they had uh, missed on that uh, that fourth and what four was mm-hmm. it? Um, uh, you know, right around the same position on the field. 
I get not going for it there. Right, because your defense you, is yeah, playing really yeah. well. You, you, you can pin them back. Bingo. It, again, you, you flip the field, put them down, keep, put them down inside the 20, and you, you, you know, your defense is playing lights out. So, yeah, that's aggressive. But yeah. when you have a chance for the offense to punch it in, yeah. you know, you, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. So what else stood out to you? I was mentioning, but again, from a defensive standpoint, the defensive line, uh, Riley Mills, uh, Howard Cross, you know, those guys played with a lot, a lot better leverage. And the, I would say the biggest thing that stood out to me from a defensive standpoint, the tackling was much, mm-hmm. much better. Yeah, that, that, that right there. Again, it's like, well, man, why is that such a big deal? That's a staple and a fundamental aspect of this game. If you tackle well, you're going to put yourself in good position to be successful from a defensive standpoint. And that also goes back to that confidence of knowing what you're doing, coming up, being aggressive, attacking the football. And lastly, you know, I, I would have to say offensive line. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that, that was – a huge concern for me from the last few, not you know, prior to so the the Duke game and the Louisville game, mm-hmm. the the lack of physicality that they played with when that's not a staple of what this offensive line has been yeah. for a while, and they played they do, did a lot better job being physical at the point of attack, and again, you're not trying to you know you don't you don't need to drive somebody five yards downfield. Attack, you know, get to the mess point. Which if you're 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 double teaming, get get shoulder to shoulder and drive block. And they were moving, but again, two yards. Again, we always talk about moving the line of scrimmage two yards. So when you know, and a guy like I said, when a guy like Audric gets up ahead of steam, that means hey, when you create another line of scrimmage, he has a couple of more yards to get a little more momentum behind him. Mm-hmm. Jadarian Price. Again, yeah. this kid played, but it all started with the offensive line getting movement up front and not allowing, you know, the pit defenders to split the double team to where, again, the, the running back could get behind them. They could make the jump cut and then get the ball north and south because that's the type of runner Audrick is. But it's also a type, the type of, you know, runner that – Jerry Price is Jeremiah Love. Yeah. They, they these guys understand the importance of falling forward, drop, keeping a low base, giving a low surface level for guys to hit, but then just going forward. And that was the thing I was concerned about coming in this game. Could we be physical at the point of attack? Yeah, getting back to your point real quick about the the uh, the defensive line and 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 those guys stepping up. I mean, the front seven, you know, especially, you know, letting letting the rushing attack know you're not you're not going to have a day today. Uh, Nineteen rushes, fifty three yards, no touch, uh, two point eight average. I mean, come on. Did that not look like us against Louisville? Forty four yards. A little bit. Yeah. It it it, it, it I did kind of notice that <laughs> a huge turn of events yeah. from. You know, because Louisville ran the ball down our throat. And yeah. Again, the the concern for me coming to this game is can we be physical at the point of attack? And that starts with the guys up front. 
And that was a concern considering the team that one of the teams that beat us mm-hmm. showed a level of physicality, and then the team that we played today <laughs> beat that team, right? And beat them at the point of attack. Yeah, I was talking uh, earlier this morning uh, about you know we just kind of drift back to the Louisville game a little bit, and it it almost seems like the prevailing thought was. They were just out of steam, you know. Like like the bye like the bye week last week was like a couple weeks too late. Yeah. And, and the and the fact that <laughs> I mean here we are, you know we've got uh, you know coming off of a bye week we've got another bye week in two weeks. It's like <laughs> yeah. uh, they they could have we could have used that one a yeah, little earlier. Could have could have used that one probably after the Ohio State game really or the Duke game. But uh, yeah, I was you know. I get that, you know, like I'm kind of moving more towards, you know, because that, that was that a was just stretch. That was just a bad. That was just a bad day at the office, and that was a brutal that, stretch. And that was yeah. the third night game that you were playing. Yeah, and to go back to back to back to back. Yeah, with no break against top twenty five teams. Long, long stretch. That was again, again coming into it. You know, you look at the 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 schedule. You were thinking, you know, Ohio State, USC. Mm-hmm. No, I, you let someone tell me that they they figured other than Duke mm-hmm. or Louisville that, that those were going to be very competitive games. Mm-hmm. And then in that stretch, and then for you know, you knew the two night games as the home night games. Yeah. But then boom, you you drop in two more. Yeah. Away. That's that's tough. That's yeah. tough sledding. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the but teams that that have that mental toughness and fortitude, those are the ones they push through, and find a way to rise above and play the le- to the level. And you know, he it was mentioned in Marcus's press conference. Did he feel the team was you know living up to their potential? Mm-hmm. And I think now that they they need they're learning what their potential is. Yeah, and to to go through that that stretch. It, they they learn that you can't take a day off. You can't take a week off. You have to come prepared week in and week out because you know no one knew that you know the, the, those the, you know you knew about the the two night games of USC and Ohio State. Yeah. But to throw two more in there, that's when you got to go in and kind of recalculate yeah. mentally. What do I need to do to prepare? To handle that stretch, because it's it it is their impact on the body, impact on the team, and like I said, with the Louisville game, you did not see the same energy level mm-hmm. again. Yeah. You see the team that played against USC and played again tonight. Yeah, were not the same team that played against Louisville. I mean, yeah. And you know, I don't know how you you get the team over that hump of such a you know physically demanding stretch. To keep them, you know, playing at a at a level, that's that's very difficult. But it it is doable, and this is something that you know not only the team can learn from, but the coaches. What do we need to do to not have that type of letdown? Yeah. Because that was a completely different team. Yeah. Than than you we saw all year. Yeah. I mean, that was that was just that was kind of you can look at it as an anomaly. Mm-hmm. But I'm that was the team that played Louisville. Was not the same team that you saw against the Navy, 
NC State, Ohio State, and you know USC, and it's like, where what happened? Yeah, yeah, it's not the same team that's put up. What was it again? By my math, 106 points. Yeah, the, the last two games and held held the competition to what 27. Oh wait, it's it was 58, 58, 48. Wow, yeah, I, I thought it was uh, 51, but that, no, they scored again. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. They scored so many points, we forgot some. Yeah. Not a bad day. Not, not a bad day not, when you have that. Not at all. So, uh, plenty more still to get to. We've got the key bank, key play of the game. We've also got the opponent's scoreboard still to come. Um, there were some there were some games played today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the parody in college football is yeah. real. Man, we're we'll, we'll get to that coming up in uh, in just a little bit here on the official Notre Dame football post game show presented by South Bend Orthopedics live from Notre Dame Stadium on Sunny one hundred one point five and Sports Radio nine sixty W. Mayer drops back from the shotgun, being chased out to his right across the ten yard line. Fifteen floats the ball down the far sideline, and the ball at the fifty yard line is intercepted, picked off a one handed effort. Is an interception? By Christian Gray. That was pretty. <laughs> that, that Christian Gray interception. Yeah. That was real nice. Uh, all part of uh, Notre Dame's 58-7 to win over Pittsburgh today. Uh, live from Notre Dame Stadium. Jimmy Rosari with Reggie Brooks on the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Um, meaningful minutes for the bench guys. For the second string, for the third string guys. That's huge. Yeah. That is absolutely huge. Yeah, what uh, what does that mean going forward for the rest of the season? Well, this is this is one of those games where, you know, I was thinking that would happen. You mm-hmm. know, Louisville, yes, I thought it would be Duke. Yeah, to where when you, especially for the quarterback, that is that is critical and crucial to have these opportunities, especially to get them into the game. And play game minutes, not just yeah. you know practice and you know our, the, the, in kind of the end of the game where they hand it off, but to actually get out there, make some throws, see the live action, it, it and see the game as from a game speed standpoint, it makes a huge difference for the quarterback to, to develop a rhythm and again develop some understanding of hey what it is to be not practice but to actually play. Mm-hmm. And to to have a whole quarter, that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. And that and that touchdown pass, you know, run, on the run, thing of, thing of beauty. 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 And again, and, and, and it goes back to building confidence in your, your your backup quarterback to know, hey, Sam's gone next year. Mm-hmm. Who, who's going to step up? Right. And and to have that game speed to know, okay, hey, you know, this receiver. You know, when they're breaking, getting that timing down, excuse me, in a game situation makes a huge difference, not only for the confidence of the quarterback, but for the other players around the quarterback to see him making plays, throwing the ball, you know, making decisions in real time to say, okay, this guy, he's he's somebody we can win with. And then uh, on defense, you know, Jaden Mickey finding out, minutes before the game that he's starting you know he's just a sophomore you got christian gray making that big play with the interception he's just a freshman and and that's what but the game and this is the thing but you saw defensively 
lot of you know starters are you know seniors, mm-hmm. fifth year seniors. Yeah, so they're they're gone. Yeah, and have <laughs> it that is opp- kind of an old yeah. defense, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a lot of veteran guys there, and to have some opportunities for some of these younger guys to get in there again, getting to see the game and play in the game, you know, and and playing against their top team, top players, it it does a lot for to boost the the, the your confidence in yourself, but also in your teammates. And this is a this is a, another person we can count on because the coaches they're watching too. They're watching too and yep. looking at who's stepping up and you know are you just getting there? To, it's not garbage minutes. I mean, they literally had a whole yeah. quarter yeah. to that's, say that's substantial. Hey, and to, to your point, the garbage te- score, mm-hmm. that's that's something you like, you know, for the, the yeah. starters, but also for the coaches, like, you know, what what happened? Yeah. Why did we – I mean, There's hell of a throw, yeah. hell of a throw, hell of a, a catch. Yeah, it was. But – because it was double covered. Yeah. And – but that says, hey, that's something I can work on. How do I get better? Because to, you know, to preserve a shutout, that's huge. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and everybody's like, you know, you, you, you feel that sense of urgency to say, hey, I don't want to be the guy to let let, let, the, <laughs> right. let the guys down. Right. I, I mean, at least at least that uh, what, blame, I guess, is, <laughs> I guess is the right word for it. Uh, I guess that gets to be, you know, put on two guys at least. So it's not yeah. just all one guy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that uh, I, I, I thought they were going to do that today too, pitch the shutout. I, I I did mean, not see this coming. I, again, I was I was really nervous. I didn't I didn't see the shutout coming. I'm I'm, I'm thinking of that you know more during the game as yeah. I'm watching the game unfold. I thought I figured it'd be a lot closer than this. I thought it was going to be closer because yeah. the way it started. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, here we go again. It's another knockdown dragout. Yeah, but again, this defense raised the level of play, and it picked up the offense until the offense could get find find some rhythm. Find its rhythm to say, okay, you know, what do we need to do? How do we attack this 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 pit defense? Your defense kept you in play until they could figure out. Here's what we can do. Here's opportunity. I mean, here's where we can make plays against this defense, and you you need that to to have an opportunity because it's going to come a time when the offense is going to need to do that for the defense, which yep. you saw earlier in the year. When guys were struggling to, to tackle, mm-hmm. and the offense, boom, they were on a tear. Yep. So it's just you know it's kind of like things have come full circle a little bit, where one one unit is is propping up and helping up the next unit. More still to come on the official Notre Dame football post game show. We've got the opponent scoreboard still to come. Maybe sk- sneak in a, a player press conference if we can, uh, and we'll get uh, we'll award our player of the game and. All that's still to come. And we've still got the key bank, key play of the game, too. So we've got that coming up here on the official Notre Dame football postgame show, live from Notre Dame Stadium on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hand off up the middle to estimate Bullhead of Steam. He'll get there. 10, 5, touchdown Irish. He was untouched up the middle and bounced it out to the right. 15-yard touchdown run has Notre Dame on top of Pittsburgh, 13 to nothing with 10.07 left until halftime. That's the Key Bank Key Play of the Game brought to you by Key Bank. You want to hear from Audric Estime? Here he is right now. Audric, uh, where do you feel the offense is at at this point? 
Uh, I feel like we're we're at where we need to be. Um, we pride ourselves to get better every week, and I feel like that's something that we've been taking steps forward to. And this week oh, was definitely a big step forward for our offense and as a team as a whole. Take me through the the progress that the offensive line has made and how that's helped you guys as running backs. Yeah, um, the offense line is led by the strong. Honestly, we're led by those big boys. Um, they're the hardest workers on our team. I feel like, and every week, Monday through Friday, they're they bring the juice every week, and that's something that you—that's all championship team needs—is to be led by the strong. And those boys do a great job, and they get better every week. And I'm excited to see what they see what they look like when it's all said and done. Second row on your left, Tyler James. Audrey, I think it was your longer touchdown where you cut back to the right. Jaden Thomas comes in and sort of takes out the safety. How important is it for what the wide receivers are able to do for you in the, in the running game? Yeah, that was a, that was an amazing block by J, uh, JT. Uh, I appreciate him. Uh, he's that's uh, just a. Uh, Result of him working hard, no matter what, not taking any job for granted. Uh, Coach Freeman prided us for everyone to do their job for the running backs to pick up blitzes for the receivers, for the receivers to kick out safeties for the running back. And there's that's just him being a leader for this team and just getting a job done. And I really appreciate them for that. And you were getting carries pretty late into the game. You could have easily asked out what what makes you determined to stay in there, even when the game's a bit lopsided to keep getting the ball. Um. Yeah. So. Um, there's a couple of the ones were in there. Uh, the O-line was in there, and I felt like we weren't finished. I felt like we still had some things to do, and it was just finishing the game with uh, the brothers that I started the, started the season with, like Joe, Blake, Rocco, Zeke, all those kids. Front row on your right, Pete Sampson. Audrey, if anything, what do you think this team learned from NC State, Duke, Louisville, like your three road experiences that can help you next week going to Clemson? Yeah, I think we learned that we're a really good team uh, when we play our level to our level that we could do a really great things. We have a great defense. We have a great special teams unit. We have a great offensive unit. And when we play together as one, I feel like we're the best team in the country and no one can stop us. And I mean, are you sort of eager to, for the program to be able to test itself in a hostile environment again, uh, considering Louisville was the last time you were away? Um, I don't want to say I'm eager. I'm more taking it one week at a time, one one day at a time. And um, Clemson, like you said, is a hostile environment, and that's next opponent. So that's going to be our focus in coming in on tomorrow and just ready to attack the week. Third row, far left, Pete Byrne. Audric, how big of a lift does it give you guys when the defense is able to score? Uh, it's great, honestly, when um someone like Xavier Watts can get an interception and bring it down to the one-yard line, and all I got to do is give a one-yard touchdown. That's that's all you could that's all that's what you want to ask for. That's you can't ever ask for anything better than that. Thanks, Audrey. Thank <laughs> that's Audrey Castame right there. Uh all part of the official Notre Dame football post game show. Reggie, uh, you caught the uh, the last part of that real quick. <laughs> hey, I again I, I I love this young man. Again, and but then again, his perspective is so refreshing because he mm -hmm. again he keeps it short, sweet. Yeah. This is what we're looking to do. This is who we are, and this is who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, he lets it out there, does a great job. You know, I always enjoy watching the young man speak and, you know, sharing his perspective. He's like, hey, you know, <laughs> it, it, it is nice to you know, take the defense, puts it down the one-yard line. That's, that's easy. Yeah, that's easy picking. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just cake right there. Um, and, of course, you know, a lot of love for his uh, wide receivers, you know, throwing yeah. down blocks. I mean, they – and that that is one key. thing that they have done really well this year is block. And that is the key to long runs. Mm -hmm. I, I, I always remember, like I said, I had some very long runs over the course of my career here at Notre Dame, and it all started with, again, the front, the, the offensive line. Mm -hmm. But 
it was critical to get those blocks downfield by the receivers. Yeah, second level. That spring, yeah. that spring you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of love for the uh, – for both the offensive line and, and his wide receivers throwing blocks on uh, on his runs today. Uh, we've got the opponent's scoreboard coming up. We'll, uh, we'll see how Notre Dame's next opponent, Clemson, did. Spoiler alert, not great. <laughs> it's all coming up on the official Notre Dame football postgame show. And now it's time to see how Notre Dame's opponents fared. This is the Under Armour Opponent Scoreboard. Of course, Under Armour, the official clothing and uniform providers of Notre Dame Athletics. Tennessee State, no problems today with Lindenwood. They get the victory tonight, 43-20, the final score. NC State held off Clemson in a battle of two Notre Dame opponents, 24-17. The Wolfpack defeat the Tigers. The Tigers are now 4-4 four four on the season. Central Michigan coming up on Tuesday will take on Northern Illinois. Late stages of the first quarter, Ohio State with a 3-0 lead on the Wisconsin Badgers. Duke falls to Louisville in another matchup involving two Notre Dame opponents. Louisville gets the victory 23-0. USC survives against Cal 50-49. to Cal scored a late touchdown but tried for the two-point conversion instead of the extra point in the tie. They failed to get it. So USC gets the victory again 50-49 to over Cal Berkeley. Wake Forest hammered by Florida State 41-16 to earlier today. And Stanford currently early second quarter is tied with Washington Seven to seven. The Naval Academy had the week off. All Notre Dame all the time today. Fifty-eight to seven. They defeat Pittsburgh. And as mentioned, Clemson is next. Reggie and Jim will take a look at that and also final thoughts on today's fifty-eight to seven victory over Pittsburgh. You are listening to the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT, presented by South Bend Orthopedics. Fifty-eight to seven, Notre Dame over Pittsburgh. Back with our final thoughts right now on the official Notre Dame football post-game show. First of all, I guess player of the game. I think it's pretty well. It's it's not a cut and dry mm-hmm. because the kid Xavier Watts. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm still like befuddled. It's like. What has gotten what, what, into what has gotten into this kid's last two weeks? What what's last gotten into weeks? him, and can we bottle it and keep yeah. giving it to him? Yeah, I'm like this. I mean, he has just been right Johnny on the spot, but he's also been aggressive and attacked mm-hmm. the football, and you know, two interceptions and playing at a high level. I thought he got in there, but I playing the game for me has to be Audric Estime. <laughs> the big man is back on track. Number seven. Three touchdowns, 19 carries, 114 yards, two catches, 16 yards. He's 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 back. The big man's back. I believe our criteria was uh, ah, what Watts won it a couple weeks ago after <laughs> yeah, USC. Yeah, so. he's good. <laughs> he's fine. He's, he's good. got one already. So, but uh, yeah, Audric Estime. I mean, I got I got no problem with that. I got no beef with that. So uh, he had a huge day today. So yeah. why why would I have a problem with that? Um, so Clemson's coming up. Yeah, and Clemson's uh, struggling. That's a uh, yeah. That's a position that uh, old Dabo hasn't been in. I don't think. No, 
because they just said uh, heard I was kind of listening had another TV with with it on and mm-hmm. it's uh, this will be his first time in a while not having double digit wins. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, Clemson. I mean, Clemson has struggled here. Yeah. It's like since they're a four really, loss team now. Really since since Which, Trevor Lawrence left. Things have gone downhill. Mm-hmm. Which uh, reminds yeah. me, I got to look something up real quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I was because I, I I don't think they've announced the uh, the time for next week yet. But then again, you never know. Um, oh, it's not. It's I okay. Mean, I haven't seen it yeah. yet. Okay. So well, I I I I had maybe a guess that you know maybe it'll come out during the game maybe you know maybe it'll be like some sort of announcement between the first and second quarter you know how they do that mm-hmm. sort of thing but uh yeah no announcement as far as uh when you know which of the two times that they've given us anyway which one it's going to be it's, so. isn't it amazing how like tv literally just runs college sports yeah <laughs> college sports not not just football but college All of it. sports yeah they run everything yeah yeah, so it's either going to be a noon start or a three thirty kickoff from. Uh, I'm hoping from noon. I, I would like a noon kick, but but it would be you know eleven o'clock my time. But I would I, <laughs> I could go with that. I mean I'm I'm up early. I mean I don't mind having a uh, an early night. Yeah, you know I, I, I'm get in get in get out done done by five thirty. Nice, yeah, how, <laughs> okay. how nice would that be? Okay, I'm sun's still that. up. Yeah, I'll take that. Sun's still up. You can go do something real quick. You know, go out to dinner, <laughs> spend time with your family. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, not a, not a terrible thing. But uh, that wake up call time for me. Uh, well, I, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm good. But I know you. you that's I'm that's okay a little bit you. of an early call for me if it's a noon start. But you know, I'll I'll deal with it. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's that. That's uh, that's Pittsburgh week right there. Fifty eight to seven. The final score today uh, between Notre Dame and Pittsburgh here at Notre Dame Stadium. Um, one more home game. Yeah. Where'd this season go? Well, it, and what's weird is that we have another bye week between now and then, too. Yeah, that's just weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with it because, again, it gives a little more time. Mm-hmm. You know, two games. Yeah, yeah. Take a blow, two more games, yeah. and then you're, you're – oh, you know – uh, Tuesday, CFP rankings come out. Yeah, first uh, college football playoff ranking. Ought, yeah. ought to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it and and seeing where we land. Because again, like I said I think yeah, continue this 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 strong play. Yeah, especially defensively. You know, we get in that top ten, top twelve. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because we're what fourteen now technically. So I, I'm. I'm yeah. interested to see where yeah, we are. People, yeah. W- yeah, see where we are. If if we're in that top 14, I think we're in, in good shape to again winning out, mm-hmm. making that op- getting that opportunity to, to play in a New Year's Six game. And if they can do it convincingly each time too. Yeah. All the more help. So, <sighs> we'll take it. Yeah. Wouldn't mind it being a Cotton Bowl game too either. Yeah, that's I'm, that's I'm in Texas. <laughs> you know, that, that's a that's just a drive for you. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're not having to hop on a plane and no, all that. Yeah. I will take that. Yeah. So I mean, Cotton Bowl committee. You know, just just something to think of. CFP committee. <laughs> just think about it. You just know, mull it over, guys. Yeah, just, just mull it over in case you're comes, listening. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so anyway, safe travels back to Texas. Yep. I look heading out in the morning. Um, again, 
I, I, as I said, I was I'm a bit shocked that they dismantled Pitt like they did. Yeah. I mean, and I, but I said if the team that played against Louisville showed up, things were going to go bad. But if the team that showed up against USC showed up, it's going to be good. That, it was a USC team. Whew. And Man, that defense got better. Yeah. So if they can keep, keep this that going, yeah, man, keep that up. Be successful rest of the season. I mean, the best part of the '85 Bears was the defense. Yeah. So again, I, I played offense, but defense wins championships. Yeah. That's that's. You started out as a corner, fact. though. Yeah, I, I dabbled in that defensive side <laughs> of the ball, but then you know, I got got on your the heart right was, side. Your heart was. No, I got line. on the right okay. side of the ball. Okay. Those defensive guys, they think differently. <laughs> I mean, they're not bad people. They just think differently. So you just you know, just. You know, I had to get on the right side of the ball. That's all. It's not bad thoughts. It's just how they get it's there. It's just different. It's just different. That's all. <laughs> He's Reggie Brooks. I'm Jim Harrisary. Uh We'll see you at some point. You know, it's either going to be a noon start or a, a, a noon kickoff or a 3.30 kickoff. They haven't announced that yet. But we will be with you. <laughs> yep, we'll be here. So, uh, for Reggie, I'm Jim. Uh, safe travels, of course, like Thanks, I said. Sir. And uh, this has been the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Presented by South Bend Orthopedics on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. This is the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Presented by South Bend Orthopedics. Trusted in the community for over 75 years. Also brought to you by Coca-Cola, Bell Tire, Quality Dining, South Bend Airport, ABC 57, Great Clips, IBEW Local 153, and Coors. Notre Dame football is also brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Ask how you can get free maintenance for life and save like a champion today. Gates Chevy World Mishawaka and Gates Chevrolet South Bend. Two locations, twice as many Chevrolets, one great name, Gates. Centier Bank. Discover a better way to save with Centier Bank. Bud Light. Locally distributed by United Beverage Company. Enjoy the smooth, crisp taste of Bud Light. Martin Supermarkets. Count on us. First State Bank, committed to being a premier financial partner with hometown values. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Pet Refuge, adopt, don't shop, where new beginnings have happy endings. Sherwood Tire, U.S. Highway 30 in Plymouth, your one stop for complete auto care for over 50 years. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana, hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Tim Growl, State Farm Insurance. For surprisingly great rates that fit anyone's budget, call Tim at 232-9981. Wakarusa Ag, your full-service ag dealer. Online at wakarusaag.com. Perkins Restaurant and Bakery. In Elkhart, South Bend, and perkinstogo.com. Driver Seat South Bend. Life is easier with us in the driver's seat. 574-564-6050. Weaver Heating and Cooling. They install the best and replace the rest. And by Modern Kitchen. Stop by our showroom on McKinley in Elkhart. We will help you redesign, remodel, relax, and enjoy your kitchen. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 